Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field, going back to Sayre, and Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Riddit did to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, December 12th. That intro feels feels real good today with a quarterback making his big announcement. Um in a very uh very nonchalant way, kind of like how he's gone about the season. I feel like he's been very um, efficient. He delivered the news in a timely manner, no, you know, no potential mistakes. Couldn't it was made clear. I just feel like it defined how he's played quarterback. Very, you know. Kind of came in off an injury, not a whole lot expected. Almost won a ball game. Um, the Tennessee trial, I don't know, just felt felt right for who Hendon Hooker has been on campus. Yeah, he's uh, not big on the whole drama. I think even during the season, he wasn't on social media at all. So, um, yeah, just going about his business and, hey, man. So is it bigger, bigger than Peyton Manning's? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, now, if he goes and wins the Heisman, I guess you got to – we can make that debate then. How about that? It, that that I, I think Tennessee's got to be in championship talks or, or Heisman talks for that matter um, to have that debate. So, yeah, we got to – definitely got to let it let it play out a little bit. Um, it has kind of been a big, big week, though, especially kind of this announcement. I don't know if it starts off a new week or if it capped the previous one that Tennessee – um, got some commits, you know, got some stuff down the recruiting trail building towards that 2022 team. Um, I think there's still more, you know, more work to do because this week you kind of had a lot of those. Um, you actually did get a, a guy from Florida in the transfer portal, but you've had some some shakeups uh, with LSU, with Florida, that, that you know, that some guys that you kind of maybe weren't in with before and, and now you're kind of back in with. And um, so I, I, I don't know if it caps off this week or, or leads to a better week, but it's it's good to have – um, you know, as it stands today, you have your, your starting quarterback in 2022 already there. And, and, I mean, we can debate that whole, is it bigger than Peyton Manning, you know, but, I mean, the fact of the matter is the quarterback's the most important position in the ballgame. So you can't understate how huge this is as you build towards next next year's team. I mean, I've been, I know we haven't been shy about it. It's not like this recruiting class is super impressive. Uh, I mean, the ranks are getting better. We thought it kind of would as you move closer. Um, but getting your quarterback in place now that you don't have that question mark, I think that ease it like it it almost puts you at ease for 2022 right now. Yeah, I think it you know with football and especially we've seen it firsthand. You're only as good as your quarterback is. Um, and the way Hendon Hooker played this season, I mean that that's a really good sign for next year. And I think having a, a stable quarterback, um, you can kind of show, hey, this is what we're Recruit. This right. is what we're we're doing. This is the offense we run. This is the quarterback development we have, and you're able to get a you know a good quarterbacks behind him. 
Um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's also 2023 with Taven Jackson, yeah. whoever, you know, maybe somebody in the transfer portal. Um, but I think that gives you some uh, mobility and, and something that you're building and you're able to show firsthand, hey, this is what we're doing with a quarterback of, of this talent. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's big in terms of um, – I mean, I know you you have a lot to replace on that 2022 team. Um, I mean, you're you're going to be thin in the running back room. Um, you potentially could lose your leading receiver. You've also lost Bayless Jones Jr. already. So it doesn't it's, – it's certainly not a fix-all, but it's a great building block. And um, I'd rather be – I'd rather have the quarterback situation ironed out than you replace all those guys. Now you're going, all right, who gets the ball to them? Is it a true freshman? Um does another guy on the roster figure it out? So it's nice to have at least like the the kind of your biggest checkbox you've got it you've got to fill. Yeah, because even last year we went into this season going, hey, we have some options at quarterback, but still there was a question of who was it going to be mm-hmm. coming in this year. You don't have to worry about that. You know exactly who QB one is um, from day one, and that's Hendon Hooker. Yeah, and there and there could be some there there could be some uh, help of talent there, a guy that. This this staff has worked out to be their guy um, back there as well. Not saying that he's going to necessarily push for starter, but um, talking about a guy that maybe helps in injury times, maybe comes into his own if you know if if there's needed there. It's a guy that um, you got to trust that the staff at least thinks will fit the offense. If nothing else, you know if he's not super talented. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, you got uh, a, a serviceable quarterback. I don't know if you want to depend on him for for wins. Right. Um, <laughs> right. But Not yeah, it, it's Not it's yet. it's definitely serviceable. Um, something to work with for sure. Right. Um, we are going to talk about some of those commitments too, and, and talk about the Tennessee did get the win on Saturday. Um, I know you guys talked about how ugly that that loss was Tuesday night, so that's it's good to get out of. Good to get out of that, and you can really leave that one behind you now. Now that the that next game's out of the way, um, talk about some other college football stuff. If you got some questions? You go ahead and drop them in the chat. I've got Twitter here pulled up, um, and then also YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff. So um, ask away if you've got any questions. I uh, I I know we kind of did just discuss the Hendon Hooker. Is that just your? I mean, we wanted Hendon back because he's been he's been so efficient and so valuable to this offense. I mean, where right now, realistically, like where does it, where does it put Tennessee on a, on that, like on track for next year? Is it still, are you still kind of fighting that seven and five, six and six range? Could this get Tennessee to that eighth win? Ninth win? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's there. Um, I think they're capable. I mean, they got to go out and do it and continue to beat the teams they should beat. But when you have a quarterback that's thrown for 26 touchdowns, three interceptions, and you return all that, you know, four out of five starters on the offensive line, you return the most productive um, wide receiver, most productive running back. Um, you you got to like what you have in this offense next year. And I'm sure the guys coming back was a huge, um, you know, persuasion for Hendon Hooker to come back. You know, if they lost everybody, I mean, what's – and just like at quarterback, if you have a question mark at quarterback, does Cedric Tillman come back? Does that, Kate Mays even think about coming back? That was my next question. I, I don't know about Kay. That one I think talks that, – that's probably has more to do with uh, like personal like injuries, things like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think Cedric Tillman, unless the door's just been completely shut, I've got to think this does a lot to – to maybe keep him around. The fact that you're going to have a guy that not only do you know can perform, you're comfortable with 
Um, this isn't like a transfer coming in that even if he's good, you know, you got to work it out. This guy's been here for a year. You know you can catch his ball. You know you can go for a 1,000 yards. Um, you've done it. I got to think, if, unless, again, unless the door is completely shut on the Cedric Tillman thing, and I, I, mean, I, just, I just don't know. I feel like if we if it was, you would know by now. But unless it's just completely shut, I got to think this works you more into getting him back for 2022 as well. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of the Josh Malone thing where when, um, you know, we all kind of said, like, he should come back. You know, he might not do a whole lot in the NFL. You know, there's um, speed, you know, is not NFL ready. Um, so maybe he should right. come back. But then when Josh Dobbs leaves, I mean, he doesn't have the answer at quarterback that he wants, and he goes to the NFL and, you know, makes a roster for a little bit, you know, plays plays for a few teams. Um so I look at it kind of like that exact same situation where, um, you know, if Hendon Hooker goes, I think Cedric Tillman's mind has to lean toward leaving too. Yeah, it's it's a different story when you have a like you mentioned the Malone. You didn't have Josh Dobbs coming back, and there was a lot of questions. Um, I mean, it, point, it seemed like a good. We didn't know <laughs> we didn't know how big of questions at that time, but we knew there were questions regardless. Right. Yeah, I mean, looking back, I guess he made the right decision because that 2017 yeah. would have been a rough time for to see him get some production. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that ended up being the right decision. Um, but, no, this one, I, I think it definitely opens up Cedric Tillman's possibilities, which would be big for that offense that's losing not everything, not everything, but a lot. Dude, they are losing a lot. Um, definitely helps with Hendon Hooker being back. I know it's, like, I know it's really exciting. A lot of Tennessee fans want to um, – He's probably been – I don't know if there was a chance Josh Dobbs was leaving in 15, um, but, I mean, I'd say he's the biggest fourth-year quarterback since Manning, unless you unless there was talks of Dobbs leaving, but I don't I don't know if there was. Oh, go, what, did, what did you say? What was the question? He's the best one to choose to return, unless Dobbs was thinking about leaving. Then I would say uh, Dobbs is probably the biggest. Gotcha, yeah. Since Manning. So, if we, I know a lot of people are excited and want to equate it to Manning, so I think we can equate it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Wait, did Tyler Bray? No, he left. He his senior year would have been Butch Young's first. Okay, year. yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying. Okay, that yeah. decided to return. Okay, right, right. gotcha. Um, again, unless I just feel like Dobbs was you, you kind of thought he was going to be there. Especially, I mean, the 16 team talk that what a time that would be to leave. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would have been a, an interesting one, but yeah, definitely a big deal and, and does a lot for Tennessee and and May. I mean, we talked about commits starting to trend towards Tennessee this week with some help from um, programs seeing some uncertainty there. Does this even boost Tennessee a little bit more? Because it kind of goes into selling that vision. Like, you don't have to just sell a vision with Hennon Hooker. Like, he's done it. You can point to what he's done. It's not just what he, what we think he can do. Yeah, and you're also pointing to where, like, if you're recruiting, you're pointing to what he did at Virginia Tech to what he did this year. Um I mean, his stats were head and shoulders better than they were at Virginia Tech. Um, right. But I, I did like what you said about Joe Milton. Um, I'm sure that's the guy you were mentioning earlier. I don't know if we actually said his name. but <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, he, he is a guy – like, you do have a running quarterback who, who rushed for over 500 yards. So, you know, mm-hmm. that injury, you know, it's – it's going to happen sometimes. He's going to get up a little slow, especially in the SEC, where you know these are NFL top guys um, tackling your quarterback, and you know your offensive line didn't do a great job protecting him all year long. Um, but yeah, you, you do have a guy that that's serviceable. So I, I do like 
what they have at quarterback. You know, I would – I does Joe Milton leave? I guess that uh, that could still happen, but he has to move down yeah. if he does. So right. if – I don't know what I would do in that situation. I mean, he seems to be just – I mean, he's another guy that's kind of – not been on Twitter. It's kind of weird just not having a guy on Twitter just going <laughs> well, nuts all the time. If you're Joe Milton too, and if you're wondering if like I could play, well, yeah. I mean, you started last year. Like it, it I can't imagine the door's completely closed enough that I think it'll be an open quarterback competition come fall. But you're talking about you're an injury away. Are you the next guy up? Well, right now you are. Could you be that in 2022? Very easily. So I, I don't think the door is completely shut on his time here in Knoxville as far as being the the starter or um, playing quarterback. So that may encourage, I don't know, like you said, you have to move down. So I think the likeliness of you staying is probably higher. Um, but yeah, it, it certainly, I mean, I don't know what that thought process is there. I don't know what I would do, but you've been the starter before. So to act like there's no chance of you playing, I think is incredibly dumb. Um, and there, it's not like there's right now, you mentioned there's not a ton behind. I mean, until until fall of 2022, unless, or maybe Tavian Jackson's enrolling early. And so until he gets on campus, you're the only guy. Yeah, for sure. And does Tennessee take a a transfer? They just go into it with um, kind of the three quarterbacks, Taven Jackson, Joe Milton, and Hooker. As it stands right now, it doesn't seem you really need to take one. Uh, Maybe to add some depth. But the problem is, is if you're adding depth to a transfer, like are they coming here? Like how how much playing time have they gotten? Are they going to want to come here just to provide depth? So you get into that kind of territory of it. It'd be really hard to recruit a really good quarterback right now, um, right. someone that's even worth putting on the roster. But you do have spots, I guess, so if you don't use them all. Yeah, and, and maybe it's a guy who, you know, has a couple years of eligibility. So, you know, this year they don't have to play right away. But, yeah, if right. it's a guy who's, you know, a star quarterback, I don't think you have much of a chance with Hendon Hooker coming back. And why would you? Why right. would you even throw, you know, somebody in that – you're set. It's weird. I get it. It's we haven't yeah. been through this in a while, so it's very, it's definitely very strange. I do want to now that the transfer portal here, we need like a career backup guy in the in the uh, <laughs> in college football. Like you have in the NFL, you have the guys that make a couple million a year, maybe play uh, two or three games a year, and that's it. We need a guy like that in college football that just jumps around. He's been to like three different Division One programs, and, <laughs> and yeah, we uh, need the uh, Blue Mountain State guy. Exactly. So just just need a career backup that we can. And then when teams are in, in, in like what 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 degree we need is a Jim Bob Cooter? Okay. <laughs> so, we need someone that gets some NIL someone money. Yeah. Be careful. The holder gets some NIL money. Come here, be the backup. Exactly. So we transfer portal should help that. But no, I, I'm I'm a, I'm very I'm very excited. I know it's like I want to be careful about kind of Tennessee's expectations because right now I don't think they change much. But it's exciting the Hendon Hooker's returning. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think with the coaching changes in the league, um, I think you got a good chance with some of these teams. LSU's a, a game that, you know, I know we're going to try to to go to in Baton Rouge. Um, you know, I feel like that's a winnable game. I feel like it would have been this year. And, you know, they're going through a coaching change, going through roster changes and kind of stuff that, that we went through last year. So, um, I think Pittsburgh, you should have won that game. They won't have Kenny Pickett next year, so I mean that game should be a for sure win. So I definitely no think no fake slides should... in it either. Wait, what? No fake slides in it either. Oh yeah, no fake slides, dude. That's so dumb. I'm glad we got that rule figured out. Yeah, yeah, that was top priority, Caleb. 
Um, yeah, I'm excited. We we got some momentum, baby. Yeah, let's let, let's keep that momentum going. Let's talk some commitments. I know that's been um, kind of Josh Heupel's. Do we have some biggest, questions? I think we did. I can't. Do we have some relating to Hooker and um, next year's team? It's about recruiting. Um, okay. So I think somebody asked about um, Gerald Mincy. Is he committed? Is he not committed? I think he was on an official visit this weekend to Tennessee after uh, you know when the transfer from Florida, and he wanted to call this place home. I think that was a bit premature, from what I understand. And will they take an offensive tackle? Probably. But I don't, I don't think the coaches really, like, told him or, like, even talked to him about it. He just kind of did it <laughs> on his own, which, okay, hey, man. Bold. Yeah, you, like you know what you want. I'm, I'm all for it, dude. I don't need to talk to the coaches. I just need to see the plays. <laughs> this is where I want to be, so this is where I'm at. Hey, cool. Come on. Um, if, you, if you're good enough to play some at Florida, I think you're good enough to play at Tennessee, in my opinion. Uh, I'd say as it stands today, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah he's a i think he has two years of eligibility left or no maybe three years of eligibility um he's from uh, cardinal gibbons in fort lauderdale that's also i don't know if this has anything to do with anything but that's also where chris boggle is from who also is transferring from uh florida and you know him and tennessee kind of flirted with each other um during his recruitment as a um, high school players. So I don't know if that's could have any impact on, but you know, I know Tennessee would take as many good edge rushers as they could. So, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we'll see six, five, 320. I think he, you know, probably is going to need to cut some weight a little bit if he wants to survive in this offense, but it, it seems like a guy who wants to be here. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Three right. years of eligibility. Come on. Yeah, I, and, and more depth. Yeah, you've you've got a lot of questions still at offensive line. I mean, kind of even for this season. So yeah, that's a be nice to iron out some of those details too. Transfer portal guys that maybe have played some or at least have been in a program for a while. So it's not exactly completely fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he played in nine games at Florida. Um, not a whole lot of snaps, like fifty or sixty snaps. Um, so not a ton of playing time at Florida, but I mean, hey, you can't have enough offensive line. Ask Derek Dooley. Right, right. <laughs> never, never. Uh, let's, let's talk. Do you have any more questions? Or are we ready to kind of move on to some some of these commitments I've rolled um, in this week for for Tennessee? I think Patrick Eady asked about uh, Jacob Copeland. I don't know if that's something. Um, apparently, he had some off the field issues. Um, apparently that's why his mom wanted him to leave Florida. Gotcha. Like the state, not the school, right. but wanted him to right. leave um, <laughs> and not, you know, go to Alabama or Tennessee. Um, so, yeah, apparently he had some some issues there. But Tennessee needs some help at receiver too, so I, I wouldn't put it past Tennessee. But if you're going to – it seems like there's not a lot of – drama with this team so i don't i don't think this coaching staff is willing to put up with drama yeah but i mean that may be maybe something his mom likes in the program yeah i mean anybody can change i guess but yeah 
if if you're all about the drama and stuff like that, it just does not seem like the staff is going to be very interested. Um, it's going to be a tough, tough way for you to get on the field. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, Jared Verse, the um, edge rusher from Albany, he um, had 11 tackles for loss. We mentioned this kind of on uh, Thursday night. 11 tackles for loss this season, nine and a half sacks. Um, he was on his official visit to Tennessee this weekend. I think he went to like four different schools in like five days. Um, was supposed to go to Purdue, I think, today or yesterday. Canceled that to stay, you know, an extra night at Tennessee. So I think it's down to, if I had to guess, I think there's like four teams he mentioned in it. But I think Florida State and Tennessee is probably the the two teams that I could see him going to. I mean. Any defensive lineman that, like, does an interview just cannot stop talking about Rodney Garner. Yeah, and, I mean, that's – I feel like that's the – I mean, at every position, Rodney Garner is a good recruiter, but it's specifically the one he coaches. Um, right. Been able to get top talent. And um, was it Banks or uh, John Mary that said, you know, you'd be dumb – in front of Walter Nolan, you'd be dumb not to want to play for Rodney Garner? I think it was Tim Banks. I think I think it was Banks too. I can't. It was one of the defensive coaches. Yeah. Um. But I can't remember who. But yeah, that's. So I mean, he's right though. It, when you, when you see the groundwork, you see what he's done with this roster. Um. Some of the guys that, that performed well this year. I mean, you'd be dumb not to want to play for, for Rodney mm-hmm. Garner right now on that defensive line. But yeah, a guy that they really like, and he, he'll have three years of eligibility, so it's not just a one and done. Uh, I'm not saying they wouldn't try to take a a one and done. You know, they had Caleb Tremblay and Javante Payton as well. Uh, this season, but I, I think it's definitely more appealing to a oh, staff yeah. if you have some some years of eligibility left. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then high school recruiting—that's kind of all I got for the transfers. I don't know of you know besides those guys. I don't know exactly who else. Looks like Zach Evans didn't make it up here, so that's probably that ship has sailed. Um, because now these kids, I mean, they don't have to sign, they can sign just like show up in January at a school. They don't have to sign on Wednesday, right? but it's also the dead period. So they can't take visits. They can't, you know, coaches can't go see them like they have the past week. Um, so if you kind of didn't do that, I just have a hard time, like believing you're going to actually go somewhere. Right. 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 If you don't visit. Yep. That that would be hard for me to go across multiple states to a, a school without seeing it in person. I, I know Jared Verse, I think, talked about doing some, um, you know, online tours, but I feel like that's just, it's just not the same. No, and, and two, you've got um, you've got to build. I mean, that relationship, like coaches, it's gonna be hard for both parties to trust it. I mean, when you haven't even met them, so I mean, it's right. You haven't gone. You haven't done the the little things in terms of just visits. So that trust isn't quite there. So I, it'd be hard for the recruit, I think, to make that decision. And coaches, it's probably hard to fill out exactly. You know, especially guys like, you know, offense to Zach Evans, but he's had some stuff following him. Um, you want to yep. meet and talk to the guy. You want to get him on campus, see his comfort level, because you don't want to be dealing with a guy that, like you meant, kind of mentioned going back into drama earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're kind of doing the same things that you were in during the high school recruitment, I mean, not saying he was, I, I don't know that for sure, but are you willing to get back into that? If Right. Yep. 
Yep. Um, but Tennessee did dip into the 2022 recruiting class and the 2023 recruiting class this week. Um, the first one was since we spoke to you guys, um, it seems like I think it's been five in the last 10 days. Um, so again, got some of that momentum going, some of that mojo mm-hmm. heading into National Signing Day. So that's that's good to see. Uh, Caleb Webb um, made his decision on Friday. It was supposed to be Thursday and then moved it to Friday and uh, chose Tennessee over Michigan and Louisville um, after decommitting a, a week or so ago f- um, after his official visit to Tennessee from East Carolina. Rated as a four-star wide receiver from Powder Springs, Georgia. Um, six, two and a half, 185. Uh, won a state title in the four by one in track. Um, red, runs a sub 11, 100 meter dash. So quick. A guy that can go up and get the ball. And his production, man, I, I don't know if you saw the stats that I tweeted out, but his junior season 17 catches, 181 yards, zero touchdowns. 2021, 83 catches, 1,601 yards, and 18 touchdowns. Um, so just blew up. I don't. I, somebody said that his quarterback was hurt or something his junior year. So that's gotcha. kind of um, what happened. But I mean, that's why the kid was at East Carolina, right? And just kind of right. blew out, blew up um, during the season. Um, just didn't have a lot of production. I mean. I guess the speed and size was there, but if you only have 17 catches for 181 yards, it's hard for, you know, power five teams to come knocking on your door. Right, right. So the senior season definitely is, has helped, clearly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he had one more touchdown than – I mean, that reminds me of freaking Cedric Tillman having, what, seven catches in his first three years on campus yeah. and having like nine touchdowns. Um this season alone. So, right. yeah, just a, a guy that can help on the outside, go up and get uh, the football, making those contested catches, having a year to, under uh, Cedric Tillman to, you know, he's one of the best 50-50 ball. I feel like we say this every year. It's We had Callaway do it, Josh Palmer do it, and right. now we're having Cedric Tillman do it. But, yeah, so hopefully – um, Caleb Webb's next in line at, at that position, but you don't really have a lot of outside receivers on this team. You're losing Javante Payton. You have Cedric Tillman, Ramel Keaton. Other than that, there's not a lot, you know. Uh, Walker Merrill, Anderson Kobe, Jalen Hyatt, Jimmy Holiday, Jimmy Cowley, those are all kind of smaller receivers. I'm not saying they right. can't go up and get it, but when you're talking about 50-50 balls, you want a guy that has some size on him. So Caleb Webb definitely fits that mold. Yeah, and you mentioned his speed. I mean, that's another thing this staff's going to continue looking for, and he's got really good speed. Um, coach, I mean, it's not – no, and it's it's not like – I don't know if he's any faster than Velas. You don't see a ton of just massive explosive plays. So I don't know, like, what kind of speed it is, but Cedric Tillman, his speed's kind of sneaky. Yeah. Speed doesn't have a bad day. No, no, it doesn't. No. Um, but Tennessee is up to number 16th in recruiting rankings right now. Um, again, got some of that momentum. Hopefully we're able to get some more on early signing day. I think um, some guys will make their decision. Tyree West was up here for an official visit, four-star defensive tackle, and uh, that's currently committed to Georgia. It looks like it was between us and Florida State. And he mentioned that 
Tennessee was his first offer in ninth grade. Bless you. Thank you. Is it first offer? <laughs> first offer in ninth grade. Yeah, he. I think he came up here in ninth grade on a on a visit to like a spring game, um, and was offered. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that hits home for him. And then you know, I know Rodney Garner recruited him at Auburn, and now he's here. So I, I think that connection's just um, kind of been lingering. And so when I guess he hasn't decommitted from Georgia yet, but he kind of said it was Florida State and Tennessee. So whatever. Um, yeah, maybe he makes his decision. And uh, Justin Williams between Tennessee and Auburn, um, I kind of like where Tennessee's at. I think they want to add another running back in this class. What Tennessee has at running back right now, I think they would – I think it would be smart to add somebody in the portal too. Right. I mean, I, I guess that's what they thought. They do both. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see kind of where they end up. But, yeah, 16th right now, again, you're kind of behind the eight ball with, you know, a lot of these 2022 commits didn't really have anything to sell them on. And I'm sure they're getting from other schools. They're hearing, oh, don't go to Tennessee. They can't go to a bowl game for years. Um, so I'm sure that was hard to just like – we're going to be able to go to a bowl game. Oh, how do you know? Well, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm sure that was tough and then didn't really get a lot of – didn't get a, a lot of chances from uh, the in-state talent here. Just right. kind of made their decision and didn't really back away from it. Didn't really give Tennessee a shot to kind of get back in there. I think Walter Nolan's the only really person that technically gave us a shot. But, uh, hey, whatever. Uh, again, I, I hope Josh Heupel takes it personally. And, you know, maybe he's got those relationships built up, so if they go into the portal, maybe they come back to Tennessee someday. We'll see. Yeah, it's uh, definitely been tough with the, the – I mean, the in-state's always going to be your biggest heel, too, if, if that, those come back to bite you. Um, so, very unfortunate. Um, and, and, I mean, hey, the Walter Nolan door doesn't seem to be completely closed yet, which is insane to me, but – yeah. Whatever. Whatever. We'll we'll see what happens. Does he sign? If he if he signs, I I think he's going to Texas A&M. If he doesn't, then you know there's that another two months of roller coaster ride, and we'll see where he ends up after that. But yeah. Um. And then the in-state class was so good this year. That's why. That's what makes it suck. Is yeah. you had guys like Ty Simpson, um, the Way Twins. Dallin Hayden, guys like that that just going elsewhere. Oh well, can't quit, can't dwell on it. Can't be like Jeremy Pruitt and be like, you know, if we had this guy and this guy and this guy, <laughs> we'd be so much better. Um, it doesn't seem like Josh Heupel and his staff is really worried about who they didn't or don't get. Right. Yep. Um, but they did get Ethan Davis today, four-star tight end out of Swanee, Georgia. Collins Hill just won a state title um, this past weekend. With uh, Sam Horn as as his uh, quarterback, he's got Travis Hunter, who's headed to Florida State. I think he's one of the top players in the country. So got a really good team, and um, I mean, I think they compete in seven A in the state of Georgia. So really tough to win in, and uh, number hundred twelfth player in the country, number seven tight end, and I think I looked at it today. He's the highest ranked tight end that Tennessee has had. Since 2002. Oh, wow. Yep. Who would that have been? That of uh, um, Aaron Kirkland. 
Eric. Okay. Wouldn't have guessed that. I don't even remember him. So. Nope. Nope. Couldn't tell you if he even made it on campus. I have no clue. Um, Um, anybody else i I think this is big for them to like it it seems like we've got tight ends attention i know we were in there for eric gilbert and um, darnell washington but we didn't utilize a tight end enough to really say hey this is how we can use you um right the way i think we use jacob warren and um princeton fan this season i think it's got to be appealing to some tight ends that maybe even have a more like no offense to those two guys but they're not you know top 100 players right right so i think that's that's tennessee's second commit in the 2023 class so hey getting getting a start on those guys we need it yeah absolutely trying to see about this uh aaron kirkland i don't remember him which i know we were very young i tried to look it up too and i i couldn't find anything on him. That's all he did enroll at Tennessee, so he didn't make it to campus there. Yeah. But other um, than that, no. Not Patrick Deedy did ask about Mba, Scott, Alexander, Gilbert, all the JUCOs. Um, maybe Gilbert. I think he's got a crystal ball to Auburn, but I think it's between us and Auburn. Um well, I don't. I don't really know. I don't really know about. The, I know Desmond Williams was the guy that Tennessee really liked, and we landed him. But as far as the rest of the JUCOs, I don't really have a beat on them at all. I guess yeah. we'll see come Wednesday where, where they end up. But I know getting a lot of the, those um, kind of last weeks until signing day. I think Tennessee likes their chances with some of those guys, but. uh I don't know. I know Mbaugh's mom came to came on his official visit from France, and I think he didn't um, go anywhere this weekend. Went back to France, going to talk it over, and then make his decision uh, with his family. So we'll see. Yeah. Interesting. Surprised the international travels easy right now. Yeah, well, I mean, let's get East Bonds to make a call over there. Maybe stop by and be like, "Yo." It can't be bad. I mean, we got we got kids on our basketball team from all over the world. It ain't nothing right. for us to, to to go get a uh, somebody Very from diverse. overseas. Yeah, no, not at all. <clears throat> not at all. Uh, any any other kind of recruiting updates you want to drop in or anything like that? Um, that's kind of all I got. Um, early signing periods Wednesday it's going to be quiet until then and uh we'll see kind of what happens but uh, you're talking about rolling back what that was a discussion at the rules committee was changing early signing day again like getting rid of it yeah it's like I don't understand you couldn't help us out last year (laughs) right so we'll see I don't know I don't I don't get it I, I never I didn't get it to start with exactly um so, yeah, I mean, whatever. Josh Apple said, I don't know if he's actually for it or not, but he did say, you know, it's been a long ride for some of these kids. And, you know, I think it's good to see kind of what we got at the in December and not carry it out right. another two months. So, I mean, I think there's definitely some good to it for a lot of the kids that have been doing this for three years. You know, you talk about a kid getting an offer in ninth grade. 
um, three and a half years. So I think it's good for a lot of the kids to feel like they get it done, but it's like, it is just two, you know, two months early. It's not a year early. It's not even that crazy. Right. So it's like, I don't, whatever. But yeah, I think it is good for a lot of the kids just to feel like they get to do it a little bit earlier. Yeah. And those early enrollees get to be on campus in January. Yep. So yeah, I mean like how, how far would you push it back to January? I think you would just do – I think they want to go back to an like just a regular signing period. Okay. So they wouldn't get on campus until like that next week, I guess. No, that, I mean the early enrollees just come in January. They just do it how they normally do it. Okay. Oh, okay. So never you have to be an early enrollee to sign. Right, right. Okay. Just going back to the, the normal way. The yeah. Pre like what's it, what's this, four years old now? Yeah, I mean I, I do think it – it makes a coaching change in the middle of the season maybe easier. Like if you wait until now. Yeah. Oh, you I mean, have to you, do you, it. You shoot yourself in the foot. Right now, you, you got to do it as soon as the season. season's over, get somebody in yeah. place. Um, but I mean, you're so far behind at that point. But hey, we went through it. So I don't, I don't care what anybody else has to right. do. We're, we're stable right now as, as it stands today. So, um, Oh well, sorry, sorry for that. That is some true vol battered syndrome right there. Battered <laughs> vol syndrome. If you be like, right now we're stable. We right are. now. <laughs> it, it feels good. We got a quarterback. We got stability at head coach and quarterback. When's the last time that's happened? Twenty sixteen, Landon. Were we stable? I mean, I mean, I think everybody I think most people were on board with Butch Jones being the guy. Okay. What about going after into 2016? That? Okay, going into it after. Yeah, not after. No, after you have that's when Dobbs is gone and yeah, he lost to Vanderbilt to lose the Sugar Bowl to lose going to the Sugar Bowl. Um, no, I think everybody was going into 16. So right if we were in December of 15, so just six years ago, I think most people would say stable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like what we got right now with the recruiting class, getting some momentum. Hypo seems like he's hungry. He wants that, that hypotizer. How about that? Like appetizer? Yeah, he wants some of that. He's hungry. He don't want to wait. He just wants it now. He wants it early. I don't know early how to sign that. I'll let that sit for a minute, and we'll get we'll hypotizer. Back. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to. We don't have to use it. We can just throw it out. We can never talk <laughs> about it again. I think I think I like that. I'll sit. I'll sit on it if you want. But um, <laughs> let's let's move on to some some basketball. Uh, we did talk about that briefly. I know you all discussed it on Thursday, that loss to Texas Tech, which was ugly. So nice to kind of officially flush that one out of your system with, uh, I know it's UNC Greensboro, but a win is a win and in very dominant fashion. Yeah, just it felt good to to just get out of that shooting slump, whatever that yeah. was. Madison Square Garden was a fluke. Well, no, None of those four teams shot over 36%. That's what I was like. What what was going on with those rims for every team to shoot poorly? Yeah, they got those campground rims. Yeah, because even they got the double rim. Even Texas Tech, who beat us, didn't shoot well. Yeah, I, I said it today. I was like, no wonder the Knicks are so damn bad. Right. They got to figure something. They thought it'd be home court advantage for everyone to play bad there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't understand what what was up with that. But like I said, good to good to kind of flush that one away and. Um, you didn't you didn't have just an absolutely dominant day from anybody. It was kind of a team effort to 
to get to 76 points and, um, and then, I mean, holding UNC Greensboro under 40 is, is more than ideal. Um, so, I mean, it, it just felt like Tennessee kind of got back into the swing of things, shot 45% from the field, uh, 37 from three. So, you know, pretty good day overall. And you had a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of your starters um, still lacking in some areas, get, get some more points on the board this, this, uh, this week, sorry, this Saturday. So that was uh, that was definitely nice to get into the swing of things. We talked about how tough this schedule was in December. Um, next Saturday you'll have Memphis, then Arizona, and then you start SEC play. So it's like you that loss is never good, but I mean, at least you saw a lot. Hopefully you don't see a loss like that later in the year. That's a kind of early in the year loss there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was just good to get you know kind of just. I don't know, take a bath of whatever that was on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> six of 40. I mean, if this team goes six of 40 again, then we just stop shooting threes altogether. We just right. collectively Which just never shoot another three. <laughs> um, but 13 of 35, I, I mean, I, I think in the first like 10 minutes, we had six threes already. Um, so we already like got to where we were. Right. On on Tuesday for the entire game that that even went into overtime. So, yeah, just much better shooting night. Um, but yeah, defensively this team's elite. I mean, it, it's going to be tough for any team to score seventy points on this Tennessee defense. Yeah, which means Tennessee just needs to score some um, yeah. to to win those ball games. Yeah, I mean that was that's a that's kind of a consistent point you've seen with this team. Like you said, elite defensively and. Um, even when they played bad, still played pretty good defense. And then um, nights are shooting good. They're still – I know it's UNC Greensboro again, but they're still playing good defense on on those nights. And, um, you know, still still rebounding okay. And even though you, you don't you don't carry the size advantage or uh, have guys like Eves Ponds who can go up and get them easily, but still still doing pretty good in the rebounding department too. Yeah, I think you're you're kind of getting help from everybody, and I think this this team has no problem with effort, in my opinion. So I think boxing out and things like that um, is something <laughs> this team's going to continue to do. But one thing they do need to get, and that's some post presence on offense. Yeah. Um, it, it's very difficult for our post to score. Olivier had, had seven points, but you know three of those were off a three pointer. So Fulkerson only had two points. Um, Urosh had two points. So not a lot in your post, but you did see more Brandon Hunley Hatfield. And offensive-wise, he looks like somebody that can go get his own shot. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see more and more time from him as it goes around. Um, I mean, you get more yesterday, so you get a game in where you can you feel comfortable letting him get more playing time. So it just seems like he's going to work his way into this lineup uh, more so than he has. It, yeah. I mean, the fact that he's playing this early – is already different from anything Barnes has done since he's been on campus. So um, I think you do probably see more of him, especially I think you see guys like Urosh kind of drop out of that lineup, which make more room for him. Um, and then you just got to think John Fulkerson is going to find it. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope. And you hope that Olivier is able to to show what everybody's kind of been talking about all season of or all off season of him, you know, taking that next step. Haven't really seen it up to this point, but – I mean, I guess he is shooting better from three because I don't think he really attempted much um, in the past couple of years he's been on campus. But, yeah, we would love to see more Brandon Hunley-Hatfield, especially, you know, I like Urosh, but 
hey, we're here to win, baby. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's right. just time to like the training wheels are off, man. It's yeah. it's time to get like put your best players on the court. Maybe he's just trying to get him back for next year. He, he's trying to not get too much production from Brandon Hunley Hatfield, so he comes back. But dude, we're the present, baby. Let's go win. Yeah. No, I mean, I think we see more from him, and I, I hope we do because he kind of seems to be that. He seems to be the clear third guy, in my opinion, in that rotation of Kumwa, Fulgerson, and then I think yeah. it's Brantley Huntley Hatfield. And I mean, watch out because I mean, if he played the way that he played, I mean, it was an inferior opponent against UNC Greensboro, but they are, you know, a pretty decent team in the SoCon. Right. And um, for him to just six to 10, 12 points, two rebounds, I mean, he was more productive than um, Olivier and. Fulgerson and kind of combined. Right. Right. Uh, may see more of them on Tuesday night. T- South- Tennessee takes on South Carolina upstate and then Memphis on Saturday in Nashville. Well, that'll be a fun one. God, I hope we rock off the floor with them. Yeah. I mean, I got to think they're going to play better in that game, but Penny seems yeah. to think it's effort though. So it's hard to like get, it's hard to get your effort just magically up in time for an opponent. So yeah. Um, and it, it seems nice like a team well. that's, easily frustrated. So when they go against a defense like that, who's just super stingy, right. you know, how how much does that affect them? Do they yeah. just kind of throw in the towel early or I don't I don't think so. I think they're gonna get up for that game, but you know, that is something to watch. Is Tennessee's smothering defense, does that just take Memphis out of the game early and it's just a blowout? I would love nothing more. No. Absolutely. What about Josiah Jordan James <laughs> finally lighting it up from three? I mean, I mean, he's the one that got you back into it with uh, against Tech. He's he made us suffer the overtime, but yeah, I mean, it's it's nice. I mean, if you get more, we talked about how he's going to produce in the other columns. If he can produce in the scoring column too, I mean, it just gets it gets that yeah. much better with him. So, yeah, um, I, I just want to see. Like, I, I know threes are a thing, but I'd like to see more of driving in. You know, we went to yeah. the free throw line seven times. We shot seven seven free throws. I think you have too many aggressive guards to like to for shooting poorly to kind of be like shooting poorly from three to be like the thing that puts you like under the ground, uh, like yeah. it did against tech. And I think, I think too, that that also shows how much more help you need down low. Those guys have got to be able to help clear the lane. They've also got to be able to rebound some. I felt like we had no offensive rebounds against tech. And when you have, when you have very few second chance points, I mean, it's hard to win ballgames. Yeah, a lot of times that's the defining factor in close ball games is how many second chance points is just how many second chance points did you get? Um, and I know last Tuesday Tennessee didn't get a lot, and when you play good teams, you're going to need more. Yeah, and they had 14 against UNC Greensboro, which again inferior opponent, um, but they did do a better job of crashing the boards um, offensively. It wasn't just one shot and done like it was against um, Texas Tech, but Josiah Jordan James, he's too like broad. And athletic to just sit at the three point line. Yeah, I mean, use that use that body and go to the rim. I mean, you're gonna go to the free throw line. Yeah, Uh, I want to see I want to see more of that from from him. And then I I think Victor Bailey. I feel like that's a way he can get more minutes is to be aggressive. And I know he's a a three point shooter, but with his speed and athleticism, if you can use that to get to the rim, I mean, Kenny Chandler. Shot four free throws out of our seven. Yeah. 
And Quentin Dabunji shot two of those. And he only played five minutes. So, you know, <laughs> you know, before he went in, we had five free throws and Kennedy had four of them. So um need to, to be a bit more aggressive. Uh, aggressive. I guess shooting a three is aggressive, but I, I want to see us go to the rim. I want to see us go at somebody. I, I think aggressive is the right word, especially when your shot's not falling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like get your, I think get your shots at the hole. Like, because mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not shooting well from three, those threes are going to become easier to shoot because teams aren't going to print. They don't need to pressure you the way they have been. Right. So, um, let's talk. Oh, I mean, anything else for basketball other than Tuesday game and then Saturday? Mm-hmm. You're you're in the home stretch of the of the out of conference schedule. Well, you have one more in in. I guess it's in February, but but not. Yeah, I mean it. What do you got? Uh, USC Upstate. You got Memphis, Arizona, Alabama. Yep, yep. So as soon as you get into Alabama, did they win that game today? I know I, I saw your text talking about it, but that was Saturday, and yes, they beat Houston at the buzzer. Not well, not really at the buzzer. Houston had a putback that was, it was definitely close. Uh, is goaltending reviewable? It is in the NBA. I don't know if it is in college. Okay. So I don't know if it got reviewed or not, but it came right off the rim and Alabama player swatted it away. A lot of people thought it was over the cylinder. I definitely could see how in real time, I mean, it was very close. Um, but like on review, so if it's reviewable, I 100% how they called it, understand how they called it no goaltending, but they called it no goaltending on the court. So I don't know if they can then go back and review it. So Alabama benefited from a call. Yeah, I know you're shocked, aren't you? Shocker, dude. Oh my and god. And then some, some Houston coach started throwing and kicking chairs, and it looked like the easy Bobby Knight. What's well, not on the court. He did it like on the oh. way to the locker room. Oh, okay. That's why I don't know if it's a head coach. What scene is it? Oh, it's in the hangover when Alan's like, gosh darn it. Dang it. Shoot. He's not cussing. It kind of looked like that. Like he was mm-hmm. like, it looked like a toddler throwing a tantrum that wanted to cuss, but he didn't, maybe didn't know his cuss words. Okay. Gosh dog it. Yeah. Gosh dog it. Dang it. <laughs> what? I mean, I got to think I can find it but it was uh, insubordinate and churlish. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm shocked 0% that, uh, you know, what did Alabama do to deserve, like, all this? I don't know, man. They've made some deal with the devil that they get to be good at every sport. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Okay, Houston also let in one of the worst putback dunks for like late time games that I've ever seen. It was easy. And they missed they it. Deserved to, they deserved to lose it. No, no. Alabama made it. They just didn't touch the guy. Oh, okay. On a, right. on a floater in the middle of the lane with 30 seconds left, up one. Didn't touch the guy. Mm. Did I was telling yeah. Joe. I'll... In real time, it, it definitely looks like like uh, no goaltending. But I don't know. I'm trying to see if they reviewed it or not. I don't, know, I don't. I don't know if it's reviewable. Nobody knows if it's reviewable. I was telling Joe before the show of all the uh, bad bets, bad beats I got oh, yeah? today. So I did a big parlay. 
or uh, teaser. And literally the last leg I needed was the Lions to cover 24 and a half. Mm. And guess what? They threw a pick in their <laughs> in like on the 16 of Denver. Denver drives the length of the field, burns all the clock, went forward on four down and got it and kept just kept driving it. And then on third and goal from the four, they throw it and score a touchdown to go up 28 points. With a minute, with a minute and fifty seconds left. Yeah, that's uh, lines are pretty bad. Hey, they got their one win last week. You can't roll on them to cover twenty four. Twenty four and a half against Denver. They got their win last week. You, you can't. Have I didn't. I didn't need them to win. I didn't want oh, no, them to win. <laughs> but that was your win, so you couldn't expect that from the Lions. That's your oh fault. my god, that's a bad bet. Ugh. Makes me sick. Um, and then I had Florida and Maryland the under one thirty six and a half, and uh, they scored one thirty eight. So, yeah, that was I needed that in a parlay. So yeah, just a great. Hey, when in doubt, bet on Alabama because I bet on Bryce Young to win the oh, Heisman and won yeah, eighty bucks yesterday. So you'll be fine. Which let's talk about that. Are we are we good with basketball? Yeah, Do you have I just don't understand the voting exactly. Like, I can't believe Bryce Young got. That. I guess his SEC game, you know, the freshness is nice, so that's what won it for him. I'm just shocked Kenny Pickett came in third, and like the gap was that big between everybody. But he, then, like Bryce Young and Kenny, like that's kind of surprising. Yeah, I mean, if you watch Bryce Young against Georgia, he's the best quarterback in the country. Right. Um, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from Kenny Pickett. I was more shocked that Aiden Hutchinson was second. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I mean too. Is like I okay. think I thought I thought the voting would have been closer for Kenny Pickett. And and then I'm shocked that the gap was that big, let alone Kenny Pickett being third. Yeah, the Hutchinson thing didn't because Will Anderson has better stats than him. So if you're gonna put wouldn't you put the better defensive player? Nice to play on that playoff team. I, get, I mean, Will Anderson, I guess is, Will Anderson is, but like it's Alabama and it's Alabama's defense. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I know he's been good, but I mean, Will Anderson was, I mean, he's the best defensive player in the country. How awkward was that voting stage when it, with RG3 and Tim Tebow and uh, Desmond Howard? Did you see that video? I did see where Desmond like was interviewing Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, Yeah, I just wanted to come back and beat Ohio State. And yeah, then Desmond like chimed in. Like I get the rivalry is it is what it is, but to just kind of crap on a kid right there at the Heisen ceremony just felt very I don't know, just kind of yeah, like, it made me cringe. Yeah. No, it was it was a very awkward interview. I was yeah. And I mean, I, the whole thing was just incredibly awkward. So, it, yeah, very weird. Very weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think like Bryce Young, yeah, he's probably the most talented quarterback in the country, but I just don't think anybody just went and won it. No, I think it, I think this, I think Bryce Young being so good in the, like, I think there was more questions before the, uh, 
PC game. So him being so good and that a lot easier to yeah to be like, yeah, that's he's the yeah. Guy. The Auburn game was just a head scratcher, and it wasn't like he was bad or anything in that. It was just I don't know, just an right. ugly game. Right. For an Auburn team that's not very good. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I agree. But yeah, just a weird Heisman Trophy ceremony. And then, um, you know, this is one of my fails, but I'll go ahead and get into it. Him saying that he's always been doubted. I'm just like, you were the number one quarterback in the country, a five-star out of – California, you went to Matter Day, which is one of the best high school programs in the country, and you go to Alabama. Like, when were you doubted? Oh, yeah. I think that's just classic. Everybody says that. Oh, yeah. The, the underdog card. Yeah. yeah. You got to have the underdog story. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Maybe blow that smoke up somebody else's butt. But he is the first quarterback to win at Alabama, right? No, Mac Jones won it. The Mac, okay, okay. Sorry, I, I don't think. know what I was thinking. No, no, wait, maybe he didn't. No, De- Devonte Smith won it, didn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was Devonte Smith. He is yeah, the first. The, yeah, he's the first Alabama quarterback. Because Joe Burrow won it. Yeah, they've had running backs, and right, I forgot Devonte Smith won it. Like there's been four positions when it Alabama. I mean, they just started throwing the ball like f- four years ago, so right. No, yeah, they wouldn't have had a quarterback winning before Mac Jones. <laughs> no, <laughs> AJ McCarron, he was close. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna look that up real quick. We can, uh, is that why he was doubted because he went to Alabama and none of them won a Hosman trophy? Well, I mean, probably that's probably what is. Yeah, I didn't take the easy road and go to Oklahoma. Yeah, that, that, that might have been what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for him. I'm trying to look it up because I swear I saw I read that there were now four positions at Alabama, but I'm like, what would be the fourth? Because they haven't had a defensive player win it. The fourth Heisman? The fourth. Maybe it was just fourth overall Heisman, but I feel like they have more. So than Mark that. Ingram won it. Did yeah, Derek yeah, Henry they, win I thought, it? I thought they said fourth position. Derrick Henry did win it, I'm pretty sure. Oh, fourth position. Oh. Yeah. So I, But I don't know what the other position would be. That's what's throwing me off. Am I bad at counting? Why does she have a running back quarterback? They had like a punter win it in the back, back in the day. There you go. Yeah. He's a quarterback, but he also punted, so they called him a punter. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Maybe I read that incorrectly. I hate how good Alabama is. Yeah, that's what I was telling Joe before the before you hopped on. I was like, dude, when in doubt, bet on Alabama. Yeah. At least win some Easy. money off their success. <laughs> Easy way out. Yeah. Um, do we have any questions? Um I think we had one on Twitter. I think Patrick Eady might have. Um, he said, so we talked fourth about the player. Juco's and everything. Fourth player. Fourth player, okay. Fourth player. Um, 
He said, could Cade and Cedric also return for next year? Yeah, both those guys do have the option to. Um, I, I would pretty much peg that Cedric Tillman will come back. Cade, I don't know. I, I would assume that he's probably leaning more toward the NFL, but I don't think it's a for sure thing just because, you know, his brother's here. He's from Knoxville. I, I think it does mean something to play for him, and it probably doesn't – Probably doesn't hurt that Hendon Hooker and some of those guys are coming back. But, right. um, and I mean, I know Rivals Mike said that, uh, or not Rivals Mike, it was Darren Ravel, one and the same. Um, <laughs> said offensive linemen aren't marketable, but Cade Mays, he's probably the highest paid player on that team right now. Did, did Mike say that too? Because Darren Ravel, I saw tweeted that as well. Yeah, so it was Darren. It wasn't Mike. Uh, I just okay. said one of the same because Mike Mike has me blocked because every time Trey Smith used to do something, I used to tag him in it. <laughs> well, he's had to be sick then from all these videos in the NFL of Trey Smith dominating players. Oh, yeah, I think that's why he had to do it. He just, I was just blowing up his stuff every like, Sunday. You're like, this dude will not stop with the year Trey's having. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and he might get selected to the Pro Bowl. This is ridiculous. Yeah, God bless. These are never going to stop. Yeah. Hey, don't make stupid takes. Right. Oh, no. You deserve it. He deserves it. Um, Do we have any other questions, though, before we get to most important of the week? Um, I think that's all we got. Let me just check it just to make sure. But, yeah, I think that's it. Perfect. Let's get into let's get into some most important of the week then. Yeah, boy. I have so many screenshots of Christmas gifts I have to buy, so this is gonna take a while. <laughs> um Army Navy game, America's game. <laughs> the under hit again. Oh, it did end up hitting? Okay. I didn't watch the end of the game, but I it, it wasn't it. – it, it didn't look like it because they scored – it was like 10 to 7 in the first quarter, like quick. And I think it ended at like 30 was the final. I mean, it was 17-13. There we go. Big time. So, that six, 16 – did you say it 16 years in a row? Yep, 16 years in a row. <laughs> That's insane. That is absolutely insane. Uh, I'm looking. You have any more? I, I thought Army would kill them. I guess I look more at the I record and and not at like yeah. the actual teams, but um, yeah, I thought Army would be able to throw it a lot more, and they didn't. Hey, um, my first one's going to be Dallas bringing their own benches to. To the Redskins game, Washington football team game. Yeah, easy, Caleb. I love that. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I love that. Also, I think they brought them because they're heated, is my imagine. Like, that's what I imagine. Yeah. And it's like you bring everything else. Why do you not? Why do you not bring Yeah, those? I saw where they were the first team ever to do that. Is that true? Surely not. That's maybe that I'm, Green Bay like, passing to bitches. Though. Maybe it's the first time that they've done it at. The Reds at the yeah, Washington maybe. football team. Maybe. I sense. thought I read that, but I was like, why? 
Um, um, let's see. Oh, I've got. Go ahead. I got a uh, Venables and going to Oklahoma, and then um, who's Oregon's coach? Cristobal to Miami. Who's Oregon's coach now? Oh, did they end up hiring Dan, Dan Lanning? That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they did hire him. Yeah, Georgia. Yeah. What about right. like? Offensive teams like Oregon and Oklahoma going with a defensive guy. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Very interesting. See how it works out. <laughs> yeah. See, see how they like that come this time next year. Mm-hmm. See if they like they went that route. If they like that. They well, went I mean, that route. I guess Oklahoma is going to be different because Jeff Levy's going to Oklahoma too. So maybe it won't. It's still different, really... like philosophies, yeah. probably. Yeah. Me, if I will give them advice, if you are a defensive coach, make sure he is nowhere near playing, uh, calling <laughs> offensive plays. Fair, fair. Um, my next one is you may have seen the videos of Connor Williams of St. John's Fisher College, oh, seven yeah. foot, three hundred and sixty pound. That's a tank. Dude can play. I saw his high school highlights. We got a hooper on He was freaking throwing dimes, too, in that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, go watch, his high, go watch his highlight tape. He's got – he throws a couple dimes. Um, he can he can stroke the three. I think can he's, he dunk? He, I'm not going to answer that. I just want to know. It saddens me, so I'm not going to answer it. He can? No, he can't. He can't. I haven't, I haven't seen evidence that he can dunk. So, Connor Williams, if you can prove me wrong, please do. In a game, in the highlights that I've seen, I've not seen evidence that he can dunk. So, you're not saying he can't. You're just saying you haven't seen it. I have not seen it. <laughs> I want to see that. I'd love to see that. Joe, you got any most importance? Bring you in here if you want to. I guess you don't have to. Oh, I want to. Also, new background. That's like number fifteen, probably right. Heck yeah! Um, I change it up. <laughs> I changed it. It's literally every week. It's incredible. Next week will be different too. So, um, it is. That is pretty credible. Uh, one thing that I saw that I don't mean it's not really the most important, but it was just cool. But if you bet, so if you put a hundred dollars back the first time that the under hit in the Army Navy game, and you took your winnings and like bet it again the next year. After yesterday, you would have like three point six million dollars, something like that. Which is like, obviously, no one would ever do it and just keep betting. It, but like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like a sixteen-year streak. I bet there's. I know. Guy. Landon might get in on the action now and see if it'll co- keep compounding. Oh, it, it. I'll bet it next year and it won't hit. Yeah. Did you bet uh, it this year? I did bet it this year. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I almost bet the over. Start. Start it now. I'll, I, I almost bet. did. That's the problem. I would have been, been like, oh, the one time, but no. Here's my yeah, here's here's my here's my million dollar bet on this. 15, I did throw a um uh, I went over and watched some UFC fights. I don't watch UFC a whole lot. Um they're like, Yeah, let's do a parlay. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So we put it together, we were watching these fights, and like the first like three people won. And it was like a six thing parlay. 
And so it got up to like where I won like eight dollars. I'm like, dude, I kind of want to cash out. And I looked at the next guys like coming in. I was like, oh, dude, this dude's losing. Like this dude had like a bowl cut. I was like, oh, he's about to get knocked out. And this dude came in. He was going down a weight class, and he had tattoos all over him. I was like, he's going to win. So I cashed out. The next two people won. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're about to win, like, over $100. Um, and then literally the no-brainer, like, the the Amanda Nunez. The Nunez or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, she was, like, minus 1,000 to win, and she lost. Yeah. Was it so that last that was your last card was like Nunez? No, it was they they picked Poirier too, and that they would have lost that one too, but I was yeah, sweating I to... and I was like, dang it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I'm after that Duke Ohio State game, I'm I used to just be anti cash out, but now it's just oh you can take it. Ride the cash out, yeah. Ride it. It's just like I because then, you, even if you lose, you don't just have to worry about the loss, but you then have the guilt of like, "Wow, I could have." Yeah, it's just chilling a little. What is that? A um, is that a leather couch? It is it is a leather couch? Okay, so it's is not it a black mine. leather couch. Joe, where are you at? He's <laughs> <laughs> on the casting. on the casting couch. <laughs> I'm literally in like an empty. Oh, so there's like five day period from like switching out from the dorm to going home up to Philly. So I'm staying at my mom's right now. And she's like the property manager of this place that she lives down on Market Square. But this is just an empty apartment right now. So there's just like a leather couch and I'm just like, it's quiet <laughs> and empty. So it's just- oh, I used to record off a casting couch too. It was like a love seat in this room right here. Yeah. Um, traded in for a, um, <laughs> a uh, chair, but. Yeah, We're scanning over too much, though, that it's like, is the entire room empty except for the no, it's, couch? It's, okay, it's furnished. It's, furnished. Okay. it's just all over the place. They haven't really, like, I don't know what they're doing in here. Okay, that's good. I was like, I feel like we're leaving out the creepiness of just one room being a leather couch. and <laughs> no, we're, good. we're good. We're good. White walls, casting couch. <laughs> we're good. All right. If there's a tripod in the corner, you need to, you need to go <laughs> take a shower and no. maybe get a test. But yeah. all right, all right, we're good. We're good. Um, yeah, no don't, don't turn on the black light. <laughs> yeah, I've got the blanket I'm sitting on right now, so just, just be safe. Uh, any more most importance? Are we good for fails? I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm good. All right, I've got Zach Smith coming, coming. Uh, he tweets a little too much for, for if I was in his shoes. Yeah. Um, this time he talks about the college football, the Heisman trophy that we discussed with Desmond Howard. Um, I'm just going to read his tweet. He said, Desmond Howard is the worst kind of bitch. One, he doesn't study football. Two, I love that that's how he starts it off. He's like, he's a bitch. He doesn't study football. <laughs> Two, or worse, he's too dumb to comprehend it. Three, so uh, go back into it. He isn't sure he doesn't study football. He just knows he's dumb. And he, whatever. Three, he has as much class as, as a Saturday in July. All of your football students are probably taking classes in July. I'll scan over that one, though. Four, he once said on college game day he was going to choke a bitch. Sports media is fascinating. And then tag Desmond Howard in it. Did he really say that? He really said that. And then Desmond Howard tweeted back and said, I guess those anger management classes aren't working. <laughs> I think he said those court-mandated anger management classes. Oh, my God. I just love how he wanted us to like be upset that he said choke a bitch on national TV. 
And he's like calling him a bitch in the tweet. I'm like, so should we be bad or like what? And I don't know the context of choke a bitch, but I got to imagine <laughs> he was being, I, I can't imagine he was like, I'm going to kill this person. I got to think it was like jokingly. Yeah. I'm sure Zach Smith never said that. Yeah, oh, I mean, or done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which um, is worse. I know. We made, I mean, yeah, bad, maybe he's never done it on game day, but that doesn't mean that you're in the clear. Um, I want to see this video on game day. I there's, I there's always that video of uh, Lee Corso saying F it and he throws the, the head. Which is, by the way, I'd like to add is a fantastic clip. Yeah, and I like, hope we get more absurdities out of him as he gets older. I th- you'll probably get that wish. <laughs> I, based on this year, I think so. <laughs> um, I have UMass football. Oh, they have a uh, solve your problems with aggression. Hashtag flagship, and they have a red flag next to it. Now that's a place that Zach Smith would love to go to. Solve your problems <laughs> with aggression. I'm just what? Yeah, that's you painted. You you paid somebody to put that on your wall. It's an it's an interesting one for sure. And then put a red uh, flag next to it. Ugh. Joe, were you able to watch that video? Yeah, I just heard it. It's just, it's a little, it's all over the place. I mean, he said it. I thought he said Djokovic or something, but no, he, I mean, he just. I don't understand the context. Right, right, right. All right, I think let me see if we can. I know you've never been asked that question. Oh, uh, Reese Davis. Is Desmond Howard going to have the Djokovic? <laughs> <laughs> I know you've never been asked that question. Oh, uh, Reese Davis, is Desmond Howard going to have the Djokovic? <laughs> I think he's talking to Reese Davis, right? Is that what he means? He's going to joke Reese Davis? <laughs> I guess. I don't Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's, God I'm surprised I never noticed that. I just Lee Corso definitely leaned over yeah, to Kirk and was like, what did he say? <laughs> Lee, Cor- Lee Corso got a lot of crap for his. I can't believe. Yeah, I'm with you, Joe. I can't believe I heard more of that. And then both y'all just looked at him like, "What?" Yeah. <clears throat> I love that. Oh, I do too. That's that's, that's actually awesome. hilarious. You, Reese or uh, not Reese? Uh, Corso turned to to Herb Street and was like, "Are we allowed to say that?" I would have been. I, that would have come out a lot more. <laughs> if, why are you guys just bringing this to me now? Yeah, he's like, how come I'm not allowed to say this stuff? <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with our buddy Urban Meyer. He just loves he he can't stay out of hot water. I don't know. I, I know we're technically officially an anti Urban Meyer podcast, but he only makes it easier for us. I mean, like, <laughs> he's just he's a scumbag. Like, I just I don't know. I'm sure you guys saw it right, like that he was, you know, trashing his assistant coaches and said that. Basically, prove yourself and that he's the winner and they're all losers. But yeah, I was very confused by that. Yeah. And but if somebody calls him out, he just has heart problems. So, <laughs> oh, God, I can't stand him. Um, I, I did see today where somebody was like, Yeah, I know your uh, offensive line is making a lot of money. Um, they're just not making plays. You know, they're 
they're making too much money to not make plays or something like that. And all Harvey Myro said was, yeah. That's <laughs> 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 it. Deny it. That, that franchise is also on downward spiral. Jesus. Which I love that Urban Meyer's at the helm of that downward yeah. spiral. That makes it yeah. so much better. <clears throat> Do we uh, – any any other fails floating around out there, Landon? We missed? Um, I know Mike Leach has got – he made a statement about – he kind of just flipped on players that forego the, the bowl game to – you know, focus on their NFL careers and stuff. And basically everyone clapped back on Twitter to when he was Oklahoma's coordinator and left before the bowl game to go to coaches Texas Tech. So everyone was basically like, what are you talking about? So he basically <laughs> owned on Twitter. You're never going to – it's just never a safe place to try to make a statement. But it's Michael. Yeah. I don't think he cares. No, he does not. He he cares. He's, hap- He's happy with the attention. He's having that Halloween candy. <laughs> Yeah, Didn't he, all... he say he likes candy corn or hates candy corn? Hates candy corn. Wait. Did I think he hates it. I think he I hates think, it. Yeah. I think he hates it. He he likes the he likes licorice. He that man I'm... is so weird. <laughs> he just looks I don't know. He's terrifying. I wonder if he still walks to work. Have you seen the video of him at like Washington State? They followed him around for a day. He like he walked to and from work. <laughs> And it wasn't like a trailer. Like he was like walking through people's like backyards. It was very strange. <laughs> it was very strange. I want a Mike Leach Netflix special because I would watch that hands down. Oh, yeah. I agree. 100%. The Pirate King. <laughs> Maybe legendary. We'll work on titles. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, that was That's fun. All I got. We'll be back Thursday. Hopefully after a Vol win leading up to – Memphis. Yeah, we'll have a uh, signing day to, to talk about. So yeah. um, that will be should be an easy day to fill some content. Um, also, prayers with uh, families that were impacted by the storms. Um, was not a. Uh, I saw some pictures today, and I was like, "Holy crap, that is sad." So yeah, yeah, yep. prayers with that. I'm sorry to kind of end on a on a heart felt note but uh that's all we got guys thanks for listening we're bringing the boat in and we out